the Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jay Care, founder of Launchpeer, and today's episode, we are talking about selling your startup again. It's crazy. Two in a row we, we've had this week. So for all of you listening and you're interested in the selling process, this week is your week, man. So today we're going to be talking with Michael from Iowa City, Iowa. He has a hardware startup that he hasn't really worked on for a while, really hasn't touched it for some time, really just left it live in the hopes that someone maybe would come and put an offer on it. And that time has come, which is awesome. But Michael's problem right now is that the guy who is putting the offer in really wants to do a bunch of due diligence that he's not all that comfortable with, you know, giving him access, especially since he doesn't want to sign an NDA. So that we're going to talk through what I would be thinking if I was in Michael's shoes, whether or not you should do that, what the typical process of this whole due diligence thing is all about, and then hopefully leaving Michael with some advice that he can use to go sell his company because he doesn't seem to be really working on it anyway. So let's get into it. Today's question comes from Michael in Iowa City, Iowa. He writes in, I have a hardware startup that's been quiet for a while, but I keep the website up and hope that someday I'll be able to find the time to make it happen. I was recently approached by someone interested in buying the company. He wants to vet the technology, but he doesn't want to sign an NDA. I imagine his perspective is that he needs to make sure he knows what he'd be buying. But I'm uncomfortable giving a stranger free access to my designs on the hope that he'll make an offer that's in the right ballpark and not just take it and walk away. What's the best way to approach this and hopefully make some money out of the deal? Hey, Michael. So congratulations on getting to this point, despite the fact that it seems like you've kind of just let this thing live there and haven't done a whole lot with it. Based on your what you said in your question, though, it seems like you've built something that's really cool and that the guy couldn't just go create from scratch, which is probably the best thing about building a technology startup is that you're not only building the execution piece of it, right, which is obviously the most important thing about having a successful company, but you're also building the technology, which you can resell. There's a big difference between you having to go and find your own developers and your own designers and build all this stuff from scratch and just being able to go look at someone and say, "Mm, I'll buy your company from you because it would cost me the same or more to go hire my own company to build the same technology that you've already built. So it sounds like that's the reason why this guy has decided, you know what, I want to go look into this and do more due diligence. Now, here's the thing. It's not unusual for an investor or a business person like this to not want to sign an NDA. Okay. So let's just make that clear really, like really quick right now. It's not unusual for them not to want to do it. Us at Launchpeer, we don't, we don't not sign NDAs. We sign NDAs for our customers, but we only do it if we're asked. We don't like offer to do it. And the reason we do it is because we're working with really early stage startups who are just much more comfortable having us sign an NDA and we're okay with that. But for an investor or a business person who's been around for a long time, NDAs are kind of one of those things that's just, I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to deal with the trouble that that could come with that. I invest in in companies or buy businesses all the time. What if I sign this and then I get a deal next week? Like, is there going to be conflict of interest? All that stuff. That's really like 99% of the time, the reason they don't want to do it. Now let's talk about that other 1% of the time though, because that does come up. One, if this guy really is trying to rip off your your technology. One, if he's trying to get access to your code base or your product in order to take what you've already built and rebuild it himself. So let's talk about that. That's not the easiest thing to do, okay? Unless you give him access to the source code and he's able to like has access to be able to download all of it and ship it off to someone, that would be a problem. But as long as you don't give that level of access, it's not really that big a deal to just let him go and see that something's actually there. The problem with uh, with this kind of scenario is that you don't know this person. 
And so if I were in Michael's shoes, I would lean towards wanting him to sign something. It doesn't have to be an NDA. It could even just be a letter of intent. It could be something saying that you won't... An NDA is usually a little broad. So I I might send something over instead that's more of um, like narrow in scope of, I agree not to uh, share any of the information I collect from you with anyone else or anyone on my team or use it for any other purposes other than vetting your company. Something like that. It doesn't have to be crazy formal or doesn't have to be super legal. Obviously, I would consult an attorney if I had one or find one if I didn't have one already to create something like that. But that's a, a pretty easy way. Most NDAs that I've seen are just ridiculously broad. Like they'll say stuff like, by signing this, you agree not to uh, like do anything in this space for the next five years and blah, 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 blah. Not all NDAs are like that, but I've seen a lot of NDAs that are you know in that vein. And that's kind of a problem. Nobody really wants to sign a document like that. It, it kind of gets in the way of all the other business stuff that you're trying to work on, especially for this guy. If he... This is a typical thing that he actually does. He doesn't want to be uh, strapped with having to sign an NDA with your company and then a different NDA with another company and a different NDA with another company. All of them saying different things, all of them having different contractual restraints. That's just a big pain for anyone who's in this business. So now, again, if I was in Michael's position here and I sent over that document and he still didn't want to sign anything, then it would come down to, to this one thing for me which is how much do I trust this guy? And I know that you you don't know him very well. I know that you guys haven't had like, you haven't gone over to your, each other's houses and had family dinners or any of that stuff. I'm not asking you to like go dating him or whatever. What I'm saying is just gut feeling, initial reaction about that person as a person, how do you feel? And if you feel comfortable, then I would say, you know what? I'm not doing anything with this startup anyway. It's just sitting here. I'm not working on it. It's just, I've really only been letting it live here in order for someone else to come and tell me they want it. Then I would go ahead and move forward with it. Because worst case scenario, let's just say that he is shady and tries to rip it off. Again, that's only 1% of the entire journey of a startup. Anyone could have already gone to your application or already gone to your product, saw the features it had, saw what it did and decided, you know what, I'm going to go find uh, some freelance developer somewhere and hire him off Upwork or whatever, send them the link to this site and be like, I want you to copy this exactly the way it is. He could have already done that. Anyone could have already done that. So it's not really stopping him from copying you. It just, it's a, it's a way to make you feel more comfortable with the process. So that's what I would be asking myself is, do I trust this person? Do I think they're really going to try to screw me over? Do they have a track record of, you know, past successes or buying other companies? Uh, do they have social media profiles that I can go look at that don't have a ton of terrible reviews or, you know, maybe they, they have like a social media profile that has like three connections and it's like, mm, that's, that's a little weird, you know, but if, if they're open and they're public and they have a public profile and you can kind of find this person, which I'm guessing they will, if, if they're in the position to buy a company from you, uh, then I would go ahead and move forward with it. You're not doing anything with the startup anyway. It's really not going to get in the way. And at the end of the day, an NDA is one of the hardest things to enforce anyway. Uh, a lot of times startups sign it just to feel more comfortable, but very rarely have I seen anyone actually get in trouble for like, quote, violating an NDA. And you can go look it up. I mean, you can do searches and see like, do NDAs even work? 
And most places that you go to will say like, no, not, not really. They're not all that enforceable in court. You have to prove damages. You have to prove a bunch of stuff that is really hard when that burden of proof is on you to prove that stuff. So anyway, Michael, I would go ahead and move forward as long as you feel like you can gut feeling trust this guy. But first I would try to get him to sign that stripped down version of the NDA if you can. If not, just go ahead and move forward. You're not doing anything with this anyway. And chances are, if everything works out, this is going to be exactly what you wanted anyway. I always like to go into business dealings with a perspective that people want to do good. Not everyone's trying to screw me over. So if you go into business with that mentality, it's going to help you out a lot. But I always listen to my gut during these kind of conversations or negotiations. So make sure you listen to your gut. If it's telling you not to move forward, then don't. If it's telling you to go ahead and move forward, then I would do it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. Recently, our team has wanted to put together a community of founders just like you, and that's exactly what we're doing. If you head over to launchpeer.club, you can join our free Facebook group with founders trying to build, launch, and scale their tech startups. You're going to get personal help from our team at Launchpeer. We're going to be doing regular Facebook Lives and trainings that are only going to be available in the group. So if you're interested, head over to launchpeer.club to join. And if you haven't already, go over to iTunes or whatever podcast host that you listen on and give us a rating or review. It helps us spread the word about the podcast. And the more founders who listen to this, the more questions that we'll get. And again, thanks for listening.